Hi, it's Mickey Dolans here. You're listening to Inspirado Projecto. You're ready to go. Hey, uh, it's now 9.15, December 5th, 9.15 a.m. Welcome to Inspirado Projecto. The past few episodes, if you've been listening, those those were... Uh, that, that was all a culmination that took place over the course of four days. And so you've you heard various things happening at various times. Chances are some of it was even out of order. Some of it was maybe not on the days. Um, you know, it probably wasn't... Um, like, if you wanted a natural timeline of unfolding events where uh, this happens November 30th, this happens November uh, or December 1st, 2nd, uh, 3rd. I think it started on November 29th. I can't remember. I cannot remember. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it start. I think it started on... The 29th, because we were at uh, Moonshine Beach in San Diego. That's right. The next day was at the arena in Simi Valley. The next day after that was somewhere in San Francisco. The next day after that was somewhere... I think it was your Belinda. So it was go, 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 go during that time. And I tried to set up the episodes... At least in a um, sloppy fashion, I try to I try to season in smaller bits in between the bigger bits, so we don't have like let's say a 25 minute segment, and then a 25 minute segment, and then a 15 minute segment, and then a three minute segment, and then a 30 second segment, and then a eight minute segment. I try to go. Jup, 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 jup. I try to try to balance them out a little bit. You all also you also notice that uh, there is not a there. Is, I, I rarely put segments in between them, so this isn't an apology so much as it's just letting you know if you're a brand new listener, that's kind of what you're in for. This show is about the process of creation. It's about synchronicities. It's about amazing stories. It's about dreams. It's about unexpected interviews. It's about interview expected interviews with Uber drivers. Most of the time, they have no idea. For instance, uh, I believe in the next podcast, I'll release an episode, or at least a smidgen. I think it's 25 minutes of me talking with a girl named Anna Marta who uh, I checked out her Instagram page, and she, she's got all these followers. She was in the Uber ride carpool uh, that I had when I came back from teaching improvisation with my buddy Darren. You'll notice a lot more and more on these podcasts, episodes, with people actually volunteering their philosophies of life, their way of connecting with the universe their amazing synchronicity experiences, their extraordinary dreams, and their explanations behind um, their creation process, what inspires them to create, and what, you know, what keeps them going, all that razzmatazz. So we're noticing a lot more of that stuff happening. Now, where we're going now is to meet with... Mr. Gordon, we like to call him Mr. Gordon. Christopher M. Gordon. I think the M stands for Mr. Chris, Mr. Gordon. Christopher, Mr. Gordon. That makes sense. Christopher, Mr. Gordon. So we're, we're going to go um, talk with him. And I will make sure to... You know, whatever's off the record is off the record. You won't be able to hear that. Uh, whatever is on the record is on the record and you'll hear that so he wanted to talk with me about some ideas so I'm taking a train out to see him 
out to talk with him about creativity and various extraordinary circumstances. And that is coming up right around the corner. I'm going to see if I can get in a little piece of the dream I woke up to this morning to the sound. I heard the cat vomiting. I remember exclaiming out loud, Oh, no! And that awoke my sister in the other room, so I felt bad about that. It was a, uh, a double whammy. The cat woke me up, vomiting out of the deep sleep, and I couldn't find the vomit anywhere, which made it worse. So I, I hope maybe it was just dry heaps. Yeah! Do we need to know this information? My future self, he might want to know this. So, uh, the dream, the remnants of the dream I, I can remember waking up from. Here, here are pieces of what I can remember. There, one, one of the things that sticks out was, I remember, I was at a house of some sort. I was walking up to a house, or... Let's just say, I don't know, some sort of living structure, perhaps. And uh, there's garage are just screaming, screaming at people. Screaming. And I'm getting the feeling that one of the people she was screaming at was maybe a friend of mine or someone I had just been talking with. So I don't think that the lady who was screaming actually even saw me. And I remember I just walked up to her, it was my first time meeting her, and I was just screaming at her, and I don't yell at people, I don't really scream, I don't really yell, I'll yell at the cats if they're starting to, you know, fight with each other or something, uh, but, alright, we're playing a game of sidewalk dynamics today, where you try to assess which side of the sidewalk that person is going to be walking on. Are they going to stay on their side, or are they going to veer off into your side? So you try to look for signs of what their uh, behavior is. So, uh, are they sidewalk hogs? Are they considerate of others? Like, we're in a situation now, do I stay on the right side? I, start, I usually start slowing down. I start slowing down, really slow, because then... I'm giving them a choice to walk around me. Sometimes I'll just stop in my tracks. And uh, if it's a bunch of sidewalk hogs walking towards me, I'll just stop in my tracks and they, you know, I'm giving them the choice and putting the choice in their hands. So, in this, I remember just screaming at this woman and I felt like I was about to lose my voice. And what was interesting, at first she was screaming back at me and then she, and then all of a sudden she stopped and then she turned really, really nice and sweet. And I don't know, I can't remember if I asked her why she was screaming at everyone or not, but um, I do know after that happened, all of a sudden, you know, once, once, you conf once I confronted her with that screaming, then all of a sudden she became sweet. She became nice. And I'm like, that, that's so weird. You never, quite, you never quite know what people's motivations are in dreams and stuff. Thinky back, I probably would have asked her, what the heck are you yelling about? So, at some point within it, there's something that had to do with a, I almost used the word floppy disk, but like more of like a hard disk, like the little ones, the little square ones, not the floppy ones, the bigger ones, but the, like, a, like little ones. And something tells, something had to do with those. Like someone had some information on one of those or something, or they, they had it in a drawer, um, but then all of a sudden there was like these, uh, maybe there was SWAT team or something. There were cops. Oh, I think I feel the sun coming out. I made, I made an agreement with the sun earlier that it would come out and shine because it's raining today. Or it rained at least. And I'm walking. So I'm asking it if it can kindly shine its beautiful face upon us. And sure enough, it is. You'll hear in a Yachtly Crew podcast where I, I say that out loud. And uh, what I didn't record was the aftermath of that. Uh, within five minutes, the sun did, in fact, come out. It's not me doing it. It's a cooperation between us. It's, it's agreements. It's win-win situation. So, yeah, there it is. There he is, popping through. So, I think that's kind of where we're at. SWAT team people, they showed up. They're looking for discs. Uh, I did some kind of switching with... 
certain discs and other discs, the discs that they didn't need, and then the disc that they did need. So uh, that's where we are today, and I'm about to go down to the subway, so we'll talk, uh, we'll talk more later. I think the next time we talk is when I'll be interviewing uh, Mr. Gordon. Oh, yeah, here we go. Okay. Basically, you're not going to ever get paid. Until you blow up big time after you interview me. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Christopher M. Gordon. The M stands for Mr., so it's Christopher Mr. Gordon. Uh, is, your full, is your full name Christian or Chris, Christopher? It's just Chris, believe it or not. My it's parents just Chris. argued over it, and my mom won, and, you know, it's just basically Chris. Yeah. You know, um... So we are here with Chris M. Gordon. The M stands for Mr. Right? Yeah. Okay. I'm looking for Gina Davis because it was her project. Um, I think it was Gina Davis. Wasn't she in... Oh, you are so sweet. Thank you so much. This coffee is delicious. The TV show that she was president of the United States or something, was that Gina? Oh, wait. Was that... Oh, Louise Dreyfus. Is that who you're talking about? No, no, no. no. VIP or VP or whatever? This was like back in uh, 2006. Oh, shoot. Uh, I can't think. What's Gina's last name? Gina Davis. I think it is Davis. Was she... Oh, wait. She was Thelma and Louise lady, right? Yeah. yeah. Gina Davis. I can't find her. She no. got Gina Davis eyes. Let me put Thelma and Louise. Maybe I'll find Thelma So where we are sitting, just to set up the, uh, just to set up the, um, the setting here, folks. We are at the, the uh, what is what, what's the name Sky of this place? Sky Tacos. Sky Tacos, Mexican with a splash of soul. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner catering. Um, it's interesting. I've been playing a lot of that Undead Nightmare video game lately, and there are a lot of zombies out there and everything. So you, you actually, my character actually just yesterday or early this morning rather, arrived into Mexico. He busted into Mexico with the hope that there were no more zombies there or to find a cure at least. Um, so he just arrived in Mexico. So it's interesting, of course, as the universe works, that uh, Mr. Gordon here would take us to this place because it has, there are, there are sort of like these wooden ceilings. I mean, and, and the way the arches are, it reminds me so very much of something that you would uh, come across in that, in that video game. So what is this? Okay, so Chris, he's talking about various projects that he um, he edited and marketing. Yeah, so I had just edited um, uh, Outfoxed and um, the Walmart movie um, and Uncovered for um, Robert Greenwald. Mm. And we just had a very successful run, three documentaries in a row, which all got really popular, you know, with the news press and everything. So I was kind of the hot phenom kid editor that came up out of nowhere, and I was looking for a job. We're, Robert Greenwald and I were kind of done, and it was time he kind of kicked me out of his little camp, and it was time to move on. And so I got hooked up with this guy, um, uh, Jonathan Shaw, and he was great. Jonathan Shaw is a great editor. He's known for editing Jaws and 3D, and among other things. But he's like Botchko editor. He's done a lot of television. And he was an editor on Commander-in-Chief, which was starring Gina Davis. Oh, that was the one. And so since that was a political um, series, and I was yeah. just came out of this, all this political documentary, it seemed like the perfect fit for me to go into television to do that. Rant. So they hooked me up in this interview, and um, uh, Jonathan's with me in the interview. He walks me in. You know, we meet these people, and he's kind of like shepherding me. Mm. And so I'm meeting with the producers, and it's kind of like a kind of like a done deal kind of thing, right? And so we're just talking, and and then I say the words that killed my career. Uh oh. And at the time, I was being completely honest, and I really meant what I said. I was like, you know, uh, I've been doing uh, politics for a while. I'm kind of done with politics, and I want to move on into other genres. <laughs> this, of course, after I said it, it took me a few minutes, but I realized that wasn't the right thing to say here because this is a political series. <laughs> it's about the president of the United States. It's completely political. 
and I could see the sour faces turning uh -oh. Uh -oh. and um, the slight smiles, and I'm like, mm, I think I just blew it. And so I tried to come back. Yeah, what did you, what, how did you do to, but I really would love to work on this one as right. my, my swan song in the political arena. So uh, I was, I don't oh. quite remember what I said, but I danced oh and hemmed and hawed, but it just, whatever I said did oh not my work. God. And that was the last television interview I've ever done. Oh my God, oh my God. But that was my one shot. Yeah. That was, I was definitely going to be in as a, a assistant editor in television and of course work my way up and. That was kind of like the thing, and of course, uh, that didn't work out. So I ended up doing a, a lot of little small gigs, ended up working for Yahoo a lot, and did a lot of short-form video. Did some great things for Yahoo. We did some amazing work uh, with their Second Life series, uh, which is fantastic. Wait, the game, the game, it's kind of like the World of Warcraft, like that world where you go into it? It's not the game. They actually had a series called Second Life, where they actually go into people who change their careers after about 40, 40, 50 years old. That's cool. And these people are doing some amazing things. I was going to say, it must be very inspirational. Oh, my God. It was one of the most inspiring uh, series you could ever watch. And it's not online anywhere. What? Why? They... That could be hugely inspiring for, for so many people who go, reason, oh, I'm just too old to get into this thing, and it's like... For some reason, Yahoo <laughs> will not put these things online, and mm. no one knows why. And I suspect it's because uh, they're concerned about uh, copyright and, and credits and stuff like that, but uh, I still have copies of what I've done, and... Really? People, so you, ha you have... Yeah, it. people who worked on the ones I did call me and say, hey, can I get a copy of that? Dude, okay, so... Okay. What if we create an alias and you upload it through like Daily Motion or something? You know, right. leaked footage, you know, where it's just like leaked footage from this stuff. I probably should put it online somewhere. I don't know if they do. Dude, and then we'll blame it on, know. ooh, Alan Smithy. <laughs> we blame everything on Alan Smithy. <laughs> the, the producer of so many projects and director of so many and editor of so many that projects. That would be great to uh, cre create an identity for him um, online. Just yeah. across the board like Alan Smithy. Absolutely. And just like update it and stuff. Oh my and, God. Oh yeah, I just worked on this great project. Dude. <laughs> See, because Alan Smithy has has always been that thing where like, oh, I don't want to put my name on a project. If, I'll just call since it Alan Smithy. I want to be an editor. What if I took yeah. on? What if you, what if you actually became Alan Smithy? You're right. The man who edited all of those. You're like, okay, everyone. The time has finally come. After all these years, everyone thought that I was just like anonymous. I am the real <laughs> Alan Smithy. You actually go to the point of changing your doing your interviews. Start with the millennials because yeah. they won't really have the depth of history. No, no, they won't. They won't. They just do all these little blog like interviews. Oh, yeah, we, yeah. yeah, Alan Smithy. Oh yeah, everything. absolutely. We can reverse engineer it. Oh my god. Oh, thank you. Uh, thanks. Wow. Thank you. And may I, may I have some more coffee? Do you have the opportunity? Yeah, I absolutely love it. Gracias. Plus, it's giving me a warm up. Thank you. Sky. Oh my God, this is going to be so good. Mm -hmm. I can see it. Oh, here. Let us bless the table. Oh yeah. Let Thank us you, bless Lord, this. for this Thank food. You. Thank you Thank for you. Uh, getting Kirk safely over across town so that we can meet. Thank you for blessing this meeting and letting us break bread together yes. in your name. Amen. Amen. I don't know if religious. I just took the liberty to do that. I think so. it's important to do that. Give a blessing to the food. Can we turn that off? You are not kidding. This place is delicious. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, look for the A&E Alan Smithy biography starring <laughs> the artist formerly known as Chris M. Gordon. Listen, I don't have much time, but do you feel like you're going out of your gourd? Are you, do you have the cabin fever? Have you run out of Netflix to watch? If, has the thought occurred, hey, you know what? I can make funny stuff. I've been watching TikTok. I've been watching all the social networks and seeing what kind of creativity is coming out. I could create that. Hey, you know what? I wish they made a podcast about this. Well, you know what? You can make your own podcast. Go to anchor.fm. Go to it, please, right now. Make your own podcast. It's the lazy person's way to make stuff. You can make little segments. Uh, you can put music on there, found sounds, babies laughing, neighbors throwing frisbees, 
uh, uh, your friends playing guitar. Ah, it's so good. Anchor.fm. Please get this and find me. Inspirato Projecto. Let's be friends. Okay? Anchor.fm. Did you grow up in California? Yeah. Have you ever lived anywhere else? Do you ever go uh, surfing? No. No, never been surfing? No. Do you ever go up to um, snowboard, ski or anything? No, no, no. I was up near um, Mammoth for the very first time not too long ago. And... Uh, it was just great. All the nature that was around there was just beautiful. It was just phenomenal. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. I'm Anna. Anna? Yeah. I'm Kurt. Nice to meet you. Hi, Kurt. Nice to meet you, honey. Hi. Pleasure. Like your hair? I like your hair. <laughs> so what do you like to do, Anna? What are some of your... What are your passions or talents or hobbies? What do you like well, to do? Well, I just got out of an audition, so... Great. All that entertainment thing is usually my, my, my passion. I can't even see you with my fluff. What did you, what did you audition for, if you don't mind Toyota. me asking? Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. They have a, they're doing a casting for a commercial right now for Toyota. So, like, commercials are, you know, like, they're just, you go in, you do your thing, you get out. It's like, there's not a lot of art behind it, mm -hmm. but it pays the bill, so you kind of got to do that. And then, um, you know, outside of that, I do the whole... Acting, uh, hosting, social media, all that, all that good jazz. Mm -hmm. Hair modeling. Oh, cool. Hello. But, uh, yeah, a little bit of everything. How about you? Uh, same thing. I just got done uh, teaching an improv class. Oh, My buddy, sweet. He teaches an after-school improv class, oh, and so I awesome. subbed for him. That's so it was awesome. a bunch of elementary school kids, like 20-something 20, 20 of them. Yeah. And so teaching these kids, and it was so, so cute because they were asking me how... Because my buddy... Um, he was there for the first half, and he mm -hmm. couldn't be there for the second half. Half, and so they were asking me afterwards. They said, "Well, how do you two know each other? Did you did you go to improv classes together?" And yeah, I said, yeah, yeah. "Yeah, we went to college together, learning this improv." And they said, "Oh, you can learn it in college?" And I said, "Yeah." yeah. And I said, "You know, the more you learn it now, the easier it'll be." Should you decide? Yeah. yeah, I said, "You know, it's just hard for a, a lot of adults to open their minds, mm -hmm. especially to." you know, the idea of give and take with Absolutely. improv. With improv, because so, yes and, yes and, and. Totally, totally. Yeah. And, you know, because a lot of times we're brought up being taught to believe in competition more than, mm -hmm. like, cooperation and, and finding the agreements. Absolutely. And so, like, I said, you know, that's why kids your age can know four or five languages because they don't have those blockages in yeah. their brains. It's funny because when my acting coach, he's very big on, on getting back to the primal stage and for that to him well he says to us that when we were children we didn't have to think when we were playing cops and robbers we didn't have to think about what a cop did we didn't have to think what a robber did we just played yeah and it just naturally came you know to us or we created that character with our natural natural inclinations and i love that about him because he's after i started studying with him i feel like all those mental clocks, all those all those rules, and 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 the technical things that you put in your head, yeah, they just not necessarily completely disappeared because I still have the technical aspects of you know opening to camera and things like that. But just being in the moment and just playing and getting yes. back to being like you said, like an elementary school kid, just having fun. Yeah. And ever since I started working with him exclusively on on changing my mindset about auditioning in general, I've been booking left and right. Oh my god. Because it's like we went back to just what it's like being a child. You don't think, you just do and you feel and you don't like, oh, but what if someone thinks this about me? Or what if someone does this? And no, just go. Just go and go with your gut and what it feels natural and how, you know, like in your natural self, how everything flows. So, hearing you say that about elementary school, children is so in line with things that I've been teaching, I've been learning. It's it's just. Of course. Yeah. I just, that's just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I just, like, I absolutely love synchronicities and all that magic of the universe. Absolutely. So, I've just been more and more of people of, like, of your, of your, um, you know, mindset, I should say, that are plugged into that, yeah. um, just seem to be magnetized more and more into my paradigm, and it's just so exciting. Yeah. 
I mean, because I am a big believer that you attract the energy you give out, right? So if, if someone like yourself, you're giving out that energy, you're going to attract like-minded people. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And that's why it's really important. I've, I've realized living here, because I'm not from here originally. Where are you from? New York. I'm a New Yorker. Um, living in, in L.A., it's vital that you find the right people to surround yourself with because they either push you towards the goals or, I mean, you have to be self-motivated, obviously. But having people that not only understand what you're going through and and, and a part of that struggle, but also you can kind of, at least for me, when I talk to a fellow actor or anyone in in particular who's going through it, it's more, I give it more, more weight, more when they say, wait, this is how I'm feeling, this is, this is how the industry works, as opposed to just like some random person that doesn't know what the hell they're talking about, you know what I mean? So that magnetism that you talk about is real. Yeah. It's 100% real. And, and um, like what you're saying, like, um, you know, finding that tribe, finding the people who are encouraging, finding the people who want to turn up the volume, all yeah, the greatness. absolutely. And, you know, who encourage you and... Um, um, pull out those best elements of yourself because that, that's just the best when you can just be in your best element around Absolutely. your around your people and so much momentum can get moving that way because you know that you're not okay so I went to Columbia College out in Chicago where I was taught ensemble work where it doesn't matter who you are on stage every single little gear of the machine is very important right every cog is important yeah big time and when there's that give and take aspect and people are just um, appreciating and honoring one another's greatness mm-hmm. and trying to see more of that, yeah. oh my God, everybody wins. Everybody, yeah. It's just big it, time. It elevates everybody. Yeah. Because there's not, I know I've, I've worked on projects that it was very collaborative and the project itself just came out so much better, right? And there are other situations that Either one of our lead actors was very me, 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 and um, this is, you know, this is my glory, and screw you guys, you know, and the project itself just didn't, it, it sucked. It, yeah, you know, it yeah. Sucked because, again, it's, it's like, we, I say it all the time, like, it t- dream work, teamwork makes the dream work. You it really does. You have you have, you can't make, you can't do anything, especially here in LA, by yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to find the right people, whether it's, like, I create content on Instagram and just, like, in general, finding other actors, videographers that are on the same wavelength, that are as motivated and, and want it as bad as you do, it's nearly impossible. Because I tell you one thing, bro, people say all the time that they're, uh, they, they want to work and they want to succeed, but they don't really put in the work. They don't. It's all talk. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Yeah, it's, um... Hello there. Yeah, how are you? There's a lot to be said for, um, creating the art that you want to see in the world because then it's an untouchable space that is not something that is trying to be compared to something else or, um, um, uh, you know, there there is that idea of like, oh, I gotta, I gotta be better than them. I gotta be the best. And it's like, well, what if we shifted that focus into just being the best version of ourselves? Then, whoa, that then energy is really worth... Everything. It changes absolutely everything. Because, like, when I went from, like you said, more of a collaborative, more of a us, as yeah. opposed to me or I, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, my work just, just became better. You know what I mean? Because I was like... And I tell this to my scene partners all the time. I'm like, I'm going to give you everything. So you got to give it back. You know what I mean? Because I, I don't take scenes off. Like I, Even when I'm doing stuff for Instagram, I'm like, I'm not taking a scene off. And when I see people that value my work and my energy and they do the same, it makes you want to be even better, you know? Because they're giving it to you. So oh, like, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, you're in this with me Absolutely. Too, you know? like, oh, Absolutely. It it's just such a great thrill, a great vibe when, when you can feel that you're both, like you are saying, the dream, you're, you're, you're both... Like, there's no, there's not necessarily any, like with improv, there's not necessarily any bad idea. It's just nope. unexplored ideas. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of times, like, we'll hear out there in the world, like, oh, well, that's awkward. Well, why is that awkward? Because you dropped the ball. You yeah. didn't, you, if the people who dropped the ball on, on, on the energy, you know, you can tell. It's kind of like a volleyball mm-hmm. game or something. It's like, oh, okay, I could just tell this person just gave this to me. I'll make something out of it. I'll give it back to them. And, and then it goes and goes and goes. It that's just keeps growing. Yeah. And... It's such a good, it's such a good vibe. Yeah, it's, 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 as I tell everyone who's like, 
people have asked me because I've been here three years now, and they're like, "How do you survive LA? How you have, how you know how hard things going?" And the one thing that I, the one thing that I always tell everyone is like, finding the right people, and it's gonna take. It took me a couple of years to find the right people, is key. That's the only way you'll survive here, because not just from a business standpoint, you know, but also from a spiritual, yeah. mental, like just from every single standpoint you can possibly think of. Again, they're either elevate you or push you to greatness or hold you back like an anchor. So you have to decide who you want in your life. You know what I mean? So that's really important to just find the your tribe here especially. Oh yeah. Because everyone is like, what can you do for me? I don't think in those terms. I think it's like, how can we become better as a unit? You know, I'll give you all of me, but I expect it back. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. It's, it's amazing, too, because you can tell you can tell when things are forced versus when things are just kind of like, yeah. like, like just spilling forward. And the times where something is just kind of spilling forward is when people are going, give me, you know, yeah, give like me more just, of it. Yeah, Show me yeah, more like of it. The, the natural vibrancy of things, you know, how things like, I think everything is wavelength and energies and when you find people that are in your energy and your wavelength it's just people want more because it's authentic it's authentic and i think especially if when i watch two people work i'm like mm, you can tell it's not there you know yeah. and i'm not that versed i've only been doing this for three four years you know but if i can see it i can i can assure you that someone who's more trained can see it too and if i'm only three years in and i can see these things trust me so other people are picking it up as well right you could you tell know? when there's the disconnect you could see Absolutely. when there's no bridge between yeah, what's happening no, there no, no connection because i think the most beautiful thing is when you see two people on stage or whatever in the scene just become one because the energy just forces them together the chaos and you know like the the, the conflict they become it's like a song you know it's a song everything is a melody so his melody and my melody are, are, are. yeah because you could tell that they're trying to harmonize with each other you could tell that they're trying to make that song together yeah. you know that's what's so interesting is like i think that's where that where the mind reading and um becomes possible because when you're in tune especially like when you get I mean, it's great when you get two people in a room and all of a sudden those synchronicities start flowing like crazy because they're um, they're trying to be, the, the people are trying to be within each other's dream. Mm-hmm. And then when you get more, whoa, it just keeps amplifying and yeah, amplifying. Yeah. And then the synchronicities start happening even more and more and more yeah. and faster and faster and faster. That's why, that's why, like, if you see people, like, and I always say that, like, when I become who I know I'm going to become, um... A lot of the people that I'm going to use in my films and my projects are probably going to be my friends. Because like Adam Sandler and Ben Stiller and all these people that they use their friends because that energy is there. Yeah. And I'll be open to obviously other collaborators. But it's so good. Like you said, when you find your click and your niche and you guys just together as a unit have the same ideas and similar goals... And there's a lot of shorthand to it. You know, like David Lynch, he works with the same crew that he did all the way back from Eraserhead, Steven Spielberg. And there's such a shorthand there where he can go, instead of having to describe the whole entire shot, he's like, oh, remember in Close Encounters of the Third Kind where we were shooting down that hallway? Oh, yeah, okay, just recreate. That's that that's what yeah. we're looking at, yeah. And then all of a sudden there's there's a whole amount of time that is just not wasted right there. It's just, there it is. You know, it's, it's so much easier for, for someone who's a creator to be like, all right, so, because I shoot, like I said, I create content. My camera guy knows what I want. I just have to explain it to him once, and he gets it. Now, if I have to work, if I had to, if I had to work with someone completely new, then I'll have to like sit there and explain to them like, this is how I like. Being. I like that. I don't like static shots. I like this. I like that. But my camera guys, I'm like, Josh, I want one, two, three. He's like, I got you. Exactly. Because again, it's it saves so much time, especially doing what we do. Forget it. Time is money. Time is money. It's, what's interesting is, you know, we've, o- we've always heard about how, you know, the complainers about like, oh, well, they only got that job because they're related to him or because they're good friends. Well, if you're in that position, wouldn't you want to work with your friend? Wouldn't you want to work with your, put your mom in that job, That's, you know, or whatever? Like, I, get, I get that nepotism can be a problem and it is a problem in certain situations, but like for filmmaking and creating art, you want to be around people that share your energy. Or that can, like you said, just make you better. Why would I hire a stranger when I can hire my buddy mm-hmm, who I know is mm-hmm. going to do a, 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 a stellar job, make me look good, make him look, him or her look good, and it's going to be easy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
when I lose my, like, if I, if I lose my cool or, or something happens, my friend understands that it's not personal. That it's just, we're trying to create stuff. As opposed to me having to be, like, kind of think of other people's feelings. Like, no. You know me. You know I don't mean anything. Just get this shit done because this is how I like shit done. Get it done. You know? And then we'll, we'll get high and, <laughs> and just, like, we'll eat some edibles and, and, and tell each other we love each other and get back to work the next day. And then that's it. You know? So yeah, nepotism happens, but in, in our line in, in our line of business, I don't see it as a problem because you work with the people that make you feel comfortable. Especially being so vulnerable in front of the camera, there's a lot of uh, that's what I guess non-actors or entertainers don't understand that there's a lot of emotion and, and t it's tasking. You know, when you have to be vulnerable for 12 hours in front of people, that shit is, that shit sucks. That sucks, but well, it makes it a hell of a lot easier when you've got the, the, the people there who are there with you. Yeah. You know, you can feel when when the camera crew is there in that scene with mm -hmm. you, when they're there with you, yeah. and they're not like, oh, God, when is lunch, you know, or whatever. Yeah. They're just like, they're they're living in mm -hmm. that scene with you. I just shot, well, in March of this year, I shot my first feature that I was, like, one of the leads. Like, my first Cool. Lead. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. It's coming out early February next year. But, um... Like, like that, this crew was pretty small and pretty tight, and I was having issues, like, problems with one scene. I just, for some reason, I was in my head about it, and the director was no help. Um, but, like, one of my, 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 my uh, AD pulls me aside, he's like, just relax. You did this in rehearsals, you got this, don't worry, just, just relax. And just having that conversation with him... I went into the scene the next time I killed it, and you could tell, like, I could tell, I could see him smiling behind the camera. I'm like, don't smile, you're gonna fuck me up. <laughs> like, don't make me, don't fuck me up. Um, but it was just, again, because he just understood and he was there from the beginning, it was so easy for me to be like, yeah, you know, you're right, I got this. You know, like, I love that energy coming from him. Had it been anybody else, I would have been like, okay, sure. You know, but because he was there for the entire process from. I saw him at the audition, from the audition all the way through, you know, shooting, it felt like it was coming from a place of love, you know, he wasn't like, oh my god, can we get this shit done so we can go eat, no, he's like, fuck this, come on, like, did you, did you do this in New York? Huh? No, here, here, here. I mean, did you, were, did you do any acting in New York? Oh, I did, it's funny because I started, I'm sorry, I'm I did background work in New York, so I started off, I did, um, when I turned 20, I was like 24, I was like, you know what, I don't want to be an actor, it's my life dream, like, I, I just graduated from college, I had a regular 9 to 5 for about a year, and I was like, I can't do this shit, it's not, and my mom, and I told my mom, I'm like, mom, honestly, I just want to be an actor, she's like, oh, I know you have it, I, my mom is the type of person that she knows that I will always land on my feet, no matter what happens, I'll figure shit out. So she's like, go be an actor, Mija, that's what you want. So I did a little bit of background in New York. And then I was like, I want to go to LA. Fuck it. So then I put that idea in my head and I gave myself a year. And then I was like, on September 2015, I'm moving. And I took every background job you could possibly get under the sun. So I save as much as I could. Fantastic. Fantastic. I love hearing stories like that. I think it's like you have to go you have to want it. And you not just want it, but you have to like eat, lose sleep, cry, like blood, sweat and tears. It's like there's no way around it. And people a dream without a plan is just it's, it's nothing. You know what I'm saying? Or like a goal without a plan is a dream. And a dream without a, a plan is absolutely it's a waste of time. So you better have a fucking plan or at least have some sort of, of direction. Because if you think that it's just gonna happen, it doesn't just happen for anyone. You gotta put in the work. You gotta put in the work. So in addition to acting, what else what else do you like doing? Um photography. I've gotten into it like I was never it's funny because once I started acting and doing stuff like that, I realized that I'm really like into like, filming and shooting and, 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 and photography and like artistic shit and I was like, okay. So I can't draw for shit though. I can't even draw a stick figure. But um, yeah, those are the type, I, I'm into sports a lot. 
you wouldn't think it, but... Um, but you've done what a lot? Like sports. Like, I love sports. sports. Watch them, play them, whatever. Um, so I'm like, a, I'm like a big tomboy in that sense. So I do that, photography, sports. I go to the, you know, I try to play intramural sports and stuff like that as much as I can. Volleyball, football. Sometimes it doesn't fuck up my face because it's in the body, but, you know, this, this pays the bills. This and this, they pay the bills. Um, but, yeah, I like... Hang out with my dog. You have so, dog? One, yeah. His name is Taz. Well, he's my roommate, but he's like mine too because he's obsessed with me. That fucking dog is he, like he, he stops sleeping with her because he wanted to sleep with me. Not my bro. No, no, your mom's gonna get jealous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need this drama. But yeah, hang out with him and just yeah. Do you I, sing? Do you play music? I wish I did. That's one of like I guess like you know how people have regrets in life. One of the, my regrets is not learning an instrument earlier on. I can still pick one up, but yeah. I feel that had I done it when I was younger, significantly younger, it would have been so much easier for me now to just like... But I told myself next year that I want to learn how to play the guitar. At least the guitar. So, jam out, you know? Yeah, it's funny. Even if you only learn a couple of chords, you, saying, you, yeah. it's like... It's cool to be able to go, oh my gosh, I just played three chords. Yeah. You know, I've made 12 songs off of these three chords. So that's something that I'm like, one of my 2019 goals is to learn to at least basic guitar. Basic guitar. I found, I have a guitar at home. Um, it's my roommate's, but she's like, it's been sitting there for like three years. I've never touched it, but it's a great guitar apparently. So I have the guitar. I just, once I shoot, because I have a project that I'm shooting in January and February. So once I'm done with those, that, that project is going to take a lot of my time. Then I'm going to sit down and, and, and start taking some classes. Because I'm going to be in Canada for a while shooting this project. So. Wow, that's yeah, cool. that's cool. Holy cow. So you've yeah. only been out here three years or four years, did you say? Yeah, about three. Three, three, years. three years. You got the momentum moving. Because I don't stop working. That's the thing. Like, like, I, like I said before, nothing's going to be given to you. So you need to like just go out there and get it. I'm, I'm really impatient when it's when, with certain things. I don't like sitting around and just waiting. So I get up and create stuff. And that's one of the reasons why I guess I've, I'm a little further ahead. Is because I got off my ass and I started creating stuff. And people, if they recognize me, when like, you're actually go from Instagram. I'm like, yeah, hey, they're like, oh my God, we love you. Um, and I think it's because it's, you put so much energy and work into the universe, it's going to come back. That's it. That's all. That's the only reason why. Is because I've been since I literally landed here till now. I haven't stopped, and I won't. There's no point. Like, I love what I do. It's, it makes me feel like free. Mm -hmm. It makes me. It's, it's the only time that I can honestly be just completely free. Is when I'm in front of the camera. Nothing else gives me that feeling. Do you have a Do you have a card? A card? Oh, well, you can find me on the gram. What's What is your Instagram? It's my name is Anna Marte. What is it? Anna Marte. So is a, it? A N A M A R T E. A N A M A R T E. Yeah, Anna Marte. Um, so I have a radio show oh, the first sweet. and third Monday yeah. of every month, and uh, it'd be it'd be fun to have you in there. Absolutely, I love to come. I used to do. I used to. I had a podcast on Dash Radio. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right here in Hollywood. So Dash Radio was sweet, and it was like an entertainment uh, slash millennial like podcast so yeah i'd love to come by yeah just here i'll show you i'll send you my this is my instagram So I just followed you. Yeah. Sweet. So just send me a message. Yeah. Recording it. I would love to come. And I, lo I love that you have that horror pin, by the way. Oh, thank you. I love that. Um. There's a, um, there's a horror film that I worked on, and 
I had a screening and I called it a 5D experience because it was at this place. They didn't even charge me rent or anything to, to borrow this um, space. And there were about 40 seats in there and everything. And the way that the, the screen was, there was, there was a door like in the screen and then there's like a little, like a room behind it. And um, during certain times of the, of the movie, like I found a mask that kind of looked like the, like the monster, like oh, the bad guy's mask. And my sister, she wore like this black morph suit. And every time the monster was on the screen, she came running out of the door and went, ah, and like scared people. And then went back behind the door. And it was so much fun because awesome. I wanted to, to pe- people to feel like they were like, ah, you know, like, like anything could happen yeah, anytime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was so exciting. It was so much fun. If you, have you ever watched the, I'm not sure if you ever watched the. Um, oh, yeah, right over here. Yeah. The, have I ever watched what? Cats, the Broadway show Cats. No. So in Cats, the theater used to be like pitch black and they'll come down the aisles and touch you. They'll freak people out. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, it'll, right, like kind of like where that billboard is. You turn right, kind of like where that, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, this is Spider-Man. I... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, just to turn around a corner here. It was nice meeting you. Hey, it was a pleasure meeting you. Yeah. Yeah. You take care. I live in the neighborhood too. Oh, yeah? Awesome. Oh, that's awesome. All right, well, you take care. Have a good time. Thank you. Thanks for the safe trip. No, no. This one is. That was in the back seat. Is that yours? It might be hers. Here's your fun fact. In the 1920s, the Hollywood sign was lit by thousands of light bulbs, and the guy who changed the burnt out ones lived in a little cabin near this sign. Stay tuned to Inspirado Projecto for more fun facts. So what you just uh, heard there was uh, our good pal Mickey Dolenz giving us his personal endorsement. A dream I had on the way to seeing Chris Gordon. And then uh, a fun, quick brainstorm session with Chris Gordon, Chris M. Gordon. Anna Marta, when I was in the Uber, that was not from today. That was from, jeez, I forgot what day that was. Maybe on last Thursday, maybe? Uh on the way back from subbing for for the kids and uh, for Darren Tunders for the the improv class. And then all of a sudden a nice fun fact about the Hollywood sign from everybody's favorite horse, Henry D. Horse. Now, I'm going to uh, play for you right now something fun. I'm going to read to you something fun that... I thought was hilarious. I thought, dude, I couldn't stop laughing at this. Uh, Tommy, uh, our good pal uh, Tommy Gardner, a.k.a. Tommy Bowie, Thomas Gardner Jr., a.k.a. Tommy Bowie, he he basically uh, told me about it, and I said, I gotta, I need you to send this to me because this is just too cool. This is just awesome. So, all right, so here we go. This is by Keaton Patty on, uh, I think this is Instagram, Keaton Patty. I forced a bot to watch over 1,000 hours of cooking shows and then asked it to write a cooking show of its own. Here is the first page. Interior. The stoved room. We see a cook standing behind a counter. They hold a butcher knife. And a butcher spoon. And a butcher. Thank you. The butcher is happy to be held and involved in something. Cook. Today I will show you how to boil salsa so good 
it will become mayor. The cook fills a pot with butterflies and salt. Do you guys like that? You got you guys like that so far? Uh, cook continued. We start with ingredients. We are all ingredients in the Earth meal, but the recipe is only known by Booby Flay, and he tells not. The cook opens the refrigerator. Refrigerator. Inside is normal: butter, milk, stewed Tylenol, wolf egg, can of cow, and sleeve of crab bread. Cook takes nothing and screams silent. Are you guys aware of this? You guys hear this? Jeez, I don't know why these guys just—they're quiet once I, you know, once I confront them. You see. Cook continued. Next up, we must pre-meat the oven. I use only pure kangaroo. Found in the waters of China. dot com, and I thrive. Thank you. The cook staples two donuts onto a spaghetti cake. This dish is called Sarah's wedding. Do not tell Sarah; she is single. Cook continued. We are almost in eating mode, but firstly. The seasonings: a dash of cinnabon, a hatful of whipped ketchup, an envelope of money. The cook becomes a whisk for a moment. Only the butcher notices. Everyone else notices that the butcher notices. Cook continued. A smell of done. Pregnates my nose. The cook opens a microwave and takes out two thousand calories. Cook continued. Taste. It should be firm on the tooth. In Italian language, this is called quote Al Roker unquote. I know, right, guys? Right, guys? It's hilarious, wouldn't you say? Hello. Jeez. The cook takes a bite, and then smiles like a whisk. Cook continued, "Yum, eating is drinking a food."